welcome to episode 194 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are having a spicy mezcal margarita. Yep. It's pretty good. We yeah. had a uh, whiskey, uh, sorry, a tequila tasting event over the past weekend. And our friends brought over about nine different bottles of tequila. Mm-hmm. And we tried all of them. Um, the least favorite of the group was the mezcal mm-hmm. nobody liked it except for us yeah um and it was a expensive bottle of mezcal that we got yeah. too uh and well it's, i bet both because like another one of our friends bought brought mezcal, another hoagie, bottle yeah. of mezcal and uh and i'm sure that that one was uh, expensive too yeah, yeah. well no, everybody brought something nice yeah it wasn't we weren't drinking Sousa and yeah Cuervo, yeah, it was right. good top shelf. Uh-huh. Everything was a top shelf brand. Um, so we did that with street tacos, and and uh, anyway, we like the mezcal. It's got a good smoky flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you like bourbons and stuff and scotches, you'll like mezcal. Yeah. Um, but if not, it's probably just something very odd. Well, it's. I think. It, I think it kind of is an acquired taste, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of how it is with scotch too. Right. And I think that like, as you. <laughs> <laughs> I, swear, you I feel like super snobby. When I you know say this when you're about to say, but like as you start to you know get to know different kinds of of bourbons and scotches and different alcohols, period. I guess like mm-hmm. you you start to, you do start to become a little bit snobby, but you but you also want to learn a little bit more about all of the different kinds of stuff that you can have, and I think that um. You end up having a refined palate. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah I mean, I th- it's good. Yeah. I, like it. th- this I, th- one, I think it's good. It's a pretty simple recipe. Yeah, very simple. You, some mm. lime juice, some jalapenos, a um, couple of ounces of mezcal, some Contro. orange liqueur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And over ice, shake it, dump it out, salt the rim with tahine mm-hmm. and a lime wedge, and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. I know we, uh, we also made a... A mango. Man, mm-hmm. maybe we'll make a mango mar- margarita on here mm-hmm. at I some point. Mango juice. Yeah. Uh, but that was, and we added just a little bit of mezcal to that mm-hmm. too. And that was, I thought that was really good. A lot of the mezcal drinks have minimal mezcal and more of a reposado with it. Uh huh. Um, I liked, I wanted to try this one because I wanted just straight. I wanted the mezcal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I do like it. I think it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very unique taste. Anytime you have like a, Go to any place that has like margarita flights. If they're a good place, they'll have one that's a mezcal. Mm-hmm. And that one just stuck in my head the most. Like, wow, that's just so different. And, yeah. And yeah. unique. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's what we're having today. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the episode goes, we are going to be talking about how you're with the partner that you deserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have brought this up in a few of our most recent episodes and um or more recent episodes and it's just something that we have been just kind of talking about just amongst each other um pretty recently and and something that we now fully believe mm-hmm. that you are with the partner that you deserve yeah um but before we get started with that Seth has his dumbass post of the week yep this one comes from a uh tiktok account i i i imagine he's 
some kind of influencer. Nick Kernett. Oh. Whatever. The dumbest post I've ever seen. <laughs> One of them. He's standing there looking off a pier in an Ariat rodeo shirt trying to look like a sensitive tough guy, I guess. Mm. Ugh, fuck if I know. Anyway, <laughs> he said... Power couples are the ones having uncomfortable conversations, helping e- helping each other overcome past trauma, and ugly crying to save their relationship. Mm. And then he, he quoted at the bottom, let's be that power couple. Mm. Yeah, mm. let's not. Because that's not a power couple. That's <laughs> no, a dysfunctional it's a, relationship. You're, it sounds like you're a weak-ass couple yeah. to me, not a power couple. It's the couple. opposite of a power couple. Yeah. Power couples aren't ugly crying. It's this. It's the same mentality that you see now where... Anybody that's less than whatever this top tier of anything is trying to spin it like, no, 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 we've actually got it figured out better mm-hmm. because we suck. We're actually better. And here's why. And that's the, the as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I know. I screenshot it. Yeah, it like, yeah right away. You're like, this, this is dumbass post of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and, uh-huh. power, that's not something a couple should strive to be. Oh, and that's, that's the point with the term power couple is it's a couple, it's somebody that you would, it's a, a relationship, an example of something you wish you had. Nobody yeah. wishes they had a partner that they're trying to heal past trauma with and ugly crying over. Yeah, I know. There's nothing desirable about that at all. Uh-uh. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like, because I'm just thinking like, one, uh either one or both or whatever one or the other sounds like they are a fix a fixer upper yeah and so i mean that to me is a red flag that you shouldn't be involved with that person in the first place and i mean it's just to me common sense Mm -hmm. but to dumbasses like that it is it's i don't know uh like, like they're, and, and that, that too, like he's trying to act like freaking high and mighty because they have this relationship where they ugly cry together. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that? How is yeah. that good? Uh, same thing as the couples that are like, we fart on each other. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. better than you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We saw another video of, of a couple, couple on each other. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> it was very funny, but it was, these are the type, like, Just if you see Just looking at it, them appearance-wise, you're like, yep, that's yep. exactly the type of couple that fart on each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're like, our relationship's so strong, I can shard on my wife's leg. <laughs> Gross. Gross. I mean, if, if you're ugly crying in your relationship, you're with the person you deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah. You're with the partner that you deserve. Uh, that's what we're talking about. And and so I'm trying to think like exactly how this really came about. Like This came about um, really just from initially it, it, one of the things that we do is we look at, uh, obviously we look at couples, but we look at people we know or people we've known or couples we've been you know affiliated with or have seen their train wreck play out on social media or whatever it is. And a lot of times, this typically comes from the perspective, not every time, but most of the time, we ask ourselves or each other, 
what does she see in him? Mm-hmm. Why is she with him? As as much as I or we pick on women, I, I've, I've stated before, I expect more out of women. That's why I'm a little harder on them because I I traditionally think that women are smarter than men. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing more and more times now lately of this this current married generation or current single generation how actually naive and stupid and gullible women are. Mm-hmm. And so it's just very disappointing to watch it play out. But that those comments really came from almost trying to put her up on a pedestal mm-hmm. of like, well, why is she even with him? And then when you, I think it just kind of came out of, I just naturally said it. I'm like, well, if you look at really her as a whole, that guy is exactly who she deserves mm-hmm. because she doesn't bring anything else to the table. She's not, you know, a high value woman. She's not, she doesn't, you know, have her shit together. She's not, you know, feminine. She's all these things that we've talked about. And I think it was really just like, well, that's kind of what she what she can't do better than that because that is that's that's the that's her market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. I think that like I mean, and we did we it was probably exactly that. Like just watching other or seeing other couples and everything, and and I do think that it was probably me that asked the question, or I don't know, maybe you asked it too, but like what is she doing with him? And then like, just kind of coming to the realization, like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like, yeah, she really isn't a catch Mm -hmm. either. And, and so like, and we were talking about it, like even, uh, about ourselves and stuff. And, and in the past, you know, like when, when I was with my ex, I was with, the dude that I deserved at that time. Mm-hmm. And as weird as that may seem and sound, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't somebody that was a good catch at that time either. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, you know, I think that like, kind of like looking at it, from from my perspective when i was with my ex you know he was a drug addict alcoholic and when somebody looks at that they're like yeah nobody deserves a partner like that mm-hmm. but you deserve a partner like that when you are willing to put up with that shit yeah and and i think that yeah it is when you're willing to put up with it you welcome it and there are it, it kind of goes back to what i said with with the market what your your relationships are a direct reflection of the environment that you choose to be in or choose to stay in the and it really ultimately is the company you keep mm-hmm. your behaviors your social circles your your intent your drive your lack of drive your educate whatever it is that makes up your current status in life you are very limited by people with the similar status mm-hmm um, and I, I don't necessarily mean status like like high status person. Mm-hmm. I, I really just mean your, your current <clears throat> state. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that that's where one of these things, the, the only way this works is you do have to look at yourself and you mm-hmm. have to say, and, and once again, I, I said it before, I think I mentioned it last week when we, were, we kind of brought this up, but I'm not referring to the person that's getting beaten up 
Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about domestic abuse, and I'm saying you deserve that. I am saying that your decisions and who you are and what you bring to the table or the lack of what you bring to the table led you to a point that this is now the person you have earned. Mm-hmm. And this is the person that you're with. Um, and that may be a lengthy list of your bad decisions. Yeah. But that's something that so many people don't want to take the hard reflection in the mirror and say, well, yeah, I ended up with, you know, you know talk about women initially first, and we can kind of talk about guys, but, you know, that, well, you know, I, I made some promiscuous decisions at a young age. I got knocked up. I have one baby daddy, which immediately puts a huge chunk of majority, pretty much every extremely good catch, the guy that makes six figures, the guy that has a solid career, the guy that's the height you want and the attractiveness level you want and the fitness level you want and the homeowner and vehicle driver that you, all those materialistic things that everybody acts like they don't give a shit about, but we really do, that guy is now not in your league. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that bad decision, we talked about that on the hope prevention mm-hmm. episode yeah. as well. That unfortunately, your dis- your stupid decisions at a young age are going to have permanent ramifications of the type of partner that you can now be available to, mm-hmm. because that type of guy is not looking in that market. Mm-mm. He doesn't want to raise anybody else's kid. He doesn't want to deal with baby daddy drama. He why would he want that headache? Mm-hmm. And so there's guys that don't want that. They're like, you know, I've I've got enough shit going on with my life, my career, my finances. That's just something that's not going to give me peace of mind, and that's a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. And and once again, women don't want to hear that, and women don't want to admit it. And the woman that has found a guy thinks that he's that level, but he's not. She acts like he's up there, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not. And I'm not saying that the guy's not a good dude. I'm not saying he didn't step up the plate to raise kids, but he's not that level of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just a hard fact. It's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, it's like someone saying, well, Seth, you're not a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. You're just not there. And so I, I think that that's one of the things how you see those decisions. Those decisions have that kind of permanent fallout. But, you know, they, they make that decision uh, at a young age they don't leave home. They're hanging out with the same circle in the same five, ten mile radius where they grew up. They're going to the, still going to the clubs. They're still, you know, posting like a slut on Instagram or whatever it is. And you're keeping yourself in a very limited market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> and it is you are you are doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You are the reason why you're with this person that is not is that is maybe mediocre Mm -hmm. and um and so like i don't know those it it, it just like looking at those types of and i i guess like you said uh women right now we're we could focus on the women uh they and i think especially women though because i think we should probably focus more so on the women is because the women always think that they deserve more Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the truth is, is that they, you only, you do, you get what you deserve Mm -hmm. and you aren't as good as you think you are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and, and I mean, you gave a great example of, of how 
what kind of woman that actually is. I mean, and a lot of the times it is, unfortunately, the woman that has had a kid or multiple kids from dude or different dudes. Mm -hmm. And she is like, gosh, dang, like, why can't I catch a break? Mm -hmm. And it's not that you it's it's not that it's not you can't you can't catch a break because Mm -hmm. you aren't worthwhile Mm -hmm. to a very to a very good dude yeah i mean it it is that there there it's not the the problem with this when it comes to women is it's not how you apply your self-worth it's your market value you know you you can't ask you know, if you want to apply this to, let's say, food, you can't ask a tough, grizzly, shitty piece of steak, hey, what's your value? And then be like, well, I'm a, I'm worth a prime rib. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not a prime rib. You're not worth a prime rib. You're not worth the same market value as lobster tail today mm-hmm. because you're not lobster. You're not even a fish. You're not even a crustacean. You're a shitty piece of meat. Mm-hmm. The market dictates your value. Other people dictate your value and the loser asshole pervy dude that's telling you you're a 10 on your tits and ass post on instagram is lying to you to try to get laid or hook up Mm -hmm. you are not a 10 and and one of the things that that you see is women are very very unrealistic at applying the market value because they think it's up to them Mm -hmm. and it's not you are not in charge of your market value it's everybody else mm-hmm. it's other people how they perceive you not other women it's men let me be clear about that because other women will lie to their friends women will lie to each other and tell them they're a 10 mm-hmm. and they're absolutely not it's a bunch of fours telling each other they're 10s and none of them are mm-hmm. um, and so what you don't see is you don't typically see the men telling them they're not a 10 they do it passively high value men. Now, now the guys that are lying to you they're lying we've already established that those are the guys you wouldn't want a relationship anyway. Uh, you know, they're not a worthwhile guy anyway. The worthwhile guy isn't even wasting his time telling you that you're not a 10 because mm-hmm. you aren't in his market. He's not there. When I go to, you know, a seafood place and I want a lobster tail, I don't even ask to see the menu of the burgers. Because mm-hmm. I'm not there for a burger. I'm there for a fucking lobster tail. <laughs> yeah. And so there is the market value that's established outside of your control. But women don't want to accept that. They think that if, well, if I tell myself I'm a 10 and, and my girlfriends tell me a 10 and these, these loser dudes tell me I'm a 10, then I'm a 10. It's like, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not allowed to set your own value. Somebody else has to set that for you when it comes to that skill. I'm not saying you shouldn't have your own level of self-worth knowing what you do and don't deserve, but it's very skewed, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to finding a partner because mm-hmm. they think they deserve this you know, top 10% guy, and they're not even in the top 50% of women available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to hear very realistic reasons as to why worthwhile men aren't wasting their time on them. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that you'll see is you'll take this girl that is a, a four, five, or six, and she will, at some point in time, hook up and have sex with a guy that's an 8, 9, or 10. But he's not going to invest in her long term. He's not going to 
introduce her to his family. He's not going to wife her up. He's not going to make a long-term commitment. And so what happens is that girl that's a four or five or a six sleeps with an eight or a nine male, and she now thinks, well, this is who I can get. And they don't want to admit and don't understand, well, yeah, that eight or nine dude will fuck you, mm-hmm. but that's it. You're you're just recreational use only at that point. You're not anything that he's wanting to invest long-term in. But now, because you were dumb enough to allow that guy to sleep with you, you think that's who you can land. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you've settled when you finally get with that four or five or six male, you feel like you've settled. Mm-hmm. And it's just your mind playing tricks on you because you allowed yourself to be recreational use only to a guy that was out of your league. Yeah, I know. And so you set you, these women end up setting their own awful expectations on where they should go and how they can, you know, capture this high value worthwhile guy from there. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I think that like... You know, I I guess like kind of uh, I maybe taking a step back, uh, but like just watching couples and seeing couples that that are you know constantly fighting, constantly bickering, um, cheating on each other, and talking shit about their partner to other people. And or breaking up and getting back together and and all of that stuff like, uh, they they have. <laughs> I'm trying to think where I was going with this. They are constantly putting themselves in this situation where <clears throat> they are how they have acted and then like they expect like people people to almost feel sorry for them mm-hmm. for being in the in the bad relationship that they're in but they are that is who they're supposed to be <laughs> with at this time mm-hmm. because they have put themselves in this awful situation to begin with and they are you what, what's the hold up I, I guess maybe I don't want to say too much because I don't want to, Who like... Who cares? Well, we already know everybody's going through the same crap. Yeah, I know. I guess. I, I mean, guess I, that's I'm true. thinking specifically, we had somebody reach out who, when we were looking for people to be on the show, mm-hmm. and it was presented to us in a fashion that we should feel sorry for her because mm-hmm. her husband cheats on her all the time, because he's a douchebag, because of all this stuff. And then you find out, well, she's a dipshit mm-hmm. that's putting up with this. She's allowing this to continue. She knows what he's doing. She is choosing to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You deserve to be with this idiot douchebag cheater. Right. Yes. yes. I'm not saying that you deserve to be cheated on, mm-hmm. but the partner you're with, you completely deserve, as you just said, in this time in your life, that's who you deserve to be with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and, and we typically look at women and we're like, oh, well, she she's she looks so sweet and she's cute. How, why is this happening to her? It, we end up victimizing her uh-huh. as she's trying to victimize herself in the whole thing. We end up feeling sorry for it and showing a little pity. And then you kind of find out and you're like, well, well, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I know. I know. I, Quit I know. being a victim. And that happened recently, too. Like, you know, I I started to feel sorry for this girl, and and her dude was just, seemed like a douchebag and, and all this stuff. And really, then come to find out, like, she is just, she just has a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And she always wants everybody to feel sorry for her and 
and then it goes then you just start thinking about it, or are we or I start thinking about it and it's like well wait a minute hold on is he really that big of a douche I mean mm-hmm. yes probably but is he really that big of a douchebag or is it that she is so much feels so sorry for herself all the time mm-hmm. that she has created all of this yeah and she has created even her dude to to treat her the way that he treats her it's the same it, it's very similar to where we see a guy and we're like man his wife's a bitch why does why does she talk to him like that and then you find out well because he's a dumbass yeah uh-huh. She's not necessarily a bitch. He is a child and she's acting like a parent more than a wife. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing when you see it flip like that where, oh, poor girl, her her husband's a controlling, you know, disconnected douchebag. And it's like, well, no, she's just so weak with every aspect of her life. She doesn't know how to plan. She doesn't know how to recover. She doesn't know how to how to prepare. None of this at all. And he's just like, Jesus Christ, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm not going to help you out. You should do this on your own, you know. And then he looks like the bad guy because she paints him like the bad guy. Yeah. But she voids any and every piece of responsibility and accountability that she has that played a role in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's what you typically see with people that are with these awful partners in these bad relationships is they remove their own accountability from it mm-hmm. and victimize themselves mm-hmm. and try to lay sole blame on the partner, mm-hmm. ma- male or female. Mm-hmm at that point i know i know and you know even like i think that it is it is both of their faults Mm -hmm. really all i would say 100 percent of the time at least 99 percent of the time it is both of their faults for for being in the in the situation that they're in Mm -hmm. and i say that especially like coming from myself and and being being in a bad relationship in the past where yeah, I could have, I could say all, I mean, I do say all the time that, like, my ex was awful and was addicted to drugs and that, you know, he would leave at whatever time of the night and this and that. And it's like, yeah, Chris, I can, and I could have just continued to blame him. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's when you do have to take a look at yourself and... And sometimes I guess it takes getting out of it to understand fully, you know, what a dumbass you were or Mm -hmm. I was (laughs) and, um, and be like, yeah, that's, it's not only his fault for, for doing, I mean, yeah, like some of that, like he didn't have to do, but I didn't have to put up with it Mm -hmm. as, as long as I did put up with it for well and sometimes one of the most simplistic answers to why are you in the situation is from the beginning you know if someone was like you know talk, if i talked about my relationship and my with my ex and all those things the reason it was so <clears throat> it was so bad geez i got some of that tahini in my <laughs> in the back of my throat um was because i married at a young age and i was stupid as shit it's because i tried to grow up when i wasn't ready to grow up it's because I made a very dumb decision at the age of 20 years old when my, you know, I'm still not fully matured. I rushed into something that had a 12 year downhill ramification because of my stupid ass decision making because I was young and dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, you ended up in the relationship you were in out of 
hometown laziness. Mm-hmm. Just got stayed with who you're with when you graduated high school or whatever it is. And that's what you see a lot of people do. It's just either fear of exploring the unknown, fear of getting out. It becomes complacency and it becomes laziness. And then you just look over your shoulder one day and you're like, fuck, I've been with this guy for how long? Mm-hmm. We're not going anywhere. Why am I been such an idiot? I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be all of these layers of, of what did I do? What did they do? Where did this come from? When it's really just like, this was a bad decision from the start. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just, you, you're, you're not, um, cutting your losses mm-hmm. and you just keep losing and losing and losing until you finally like, Oh, I'm cutting my losses. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think this way about very many things, but I do about relationships. It is never too late to cut your losses. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did a whole episode on gray divorce. Yeah. And people that are hitting their 50s and looking at retirement, getting away from their awful spouses because they want to spend the rest of their years on this planet happy mm-hmm. and not miserable. So it's never too late to cut your losses. And this is where people come up with 101 reasons to stay in a shitty relationship mm-hmm. and continue to do it. And it just drives more complacency. It drives more laziness. It drives more unhappiness. There is no upside to that. Um, and so, I, But I think that a lot of times you're in the situation that you deserve to be in because you just made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. It's and just, it's just it, as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. If, I can, if I can sit here and say, well, you know, girl that got knocked up when she was 17 doesn't have a great guy because she made a dumb decision at 17, well, then you have to apply that to... Other things as well. Mm-hmm. You're in an awful marriage because you made a dumb decision to get married. Mm-hmm. You married the wrong person. You made a bad decision to get married. You're never going to be able to get in a relationship that isn't going to work at a young age and think and hope and feel that you're going to be able to make it work. Mm-hmm. It just isn't going to get there. Yeah. Um, but But I think that sometimes there are things that you can analyze to that point but i think a lot of times it doesn't really require a a big deep over analyzation of the current situation and it kind of goes back to what you said before like why can't i get a break how do i keep picking these guys Mm -hmm. because you're stupid (laughs) yeah yeah that's it that's not some greater force working against you Mm-hmm. It's all those things I said. It's because you aren't a high value person. You don't bring a lot to the table and you keep looking in the same area for the same type of guy thinking that that idiot that grew up in where you're around, one of them's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-mm. I mean, it's not. I mean, you, you, you live on a, a turd farm <laughs> and you're just picking turd after turd. Yeah, I know. Leave the farm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Get out of there, you know. And 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 I think that once again, there has to be a level of personal accountability. Once you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I put myself in the situation, I can get myself out. That's your turning point. Mm-hmm. But until you hit that, you're going to be stuck. Yeah, I know. That's unfortunate, too. Because, like, I don't know. I, I think that, like, obviously, we came out on the other end and... And have, you know, everything's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And and now we are with, again, the partner that we deserve. And, but it's because we grew. Mm-hmm. And we were able to look at our, our past mistakes with our previous relationships and <clears throat> learn from, I mean, just learn from those and, 
and understand that those those dumb mistakes I'm not going to make with you. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to do those, you know, because both of us made mistakes in our previous relationships. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's like there's certain things in your previous relationship where you uh, obviously there was you know dumb stuff and maybe maybe like you said maybe it was more so being so young Mm -hmm. and and dumb with stuff because like i mean there's stuff that i'm like are you kidding me like you you did that the really dumb stuff i did was Mm -hmm. because i was young and yeah i mean there was really no overarching excuse for it Uh um i mean my I didn't want to change my lifestyle that I had with my friends at the time. I still wanted to go to the club. I still wanted to, you know, go get drunk. I still want to hang out, even though my ex-wife was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I was intentionally being a jerk. And to her credit, we didn't fight about it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't like, why are you off running around? We didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't have acted like that, but I was 21 years old. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. You, well, once again, I was an idiot and got married at a young age. Yeah, that I was your fir- that was your, your that was your yeah. first initial mistake. I felt like I had experienced life enough from my teenage years up until I turned twenty one that I wouldn't feel any different about it. But it wasn't out of my system yet. Mm-hmm. And once my son was born, that was really when I flipped the switch with with that. Like I didn't want to. Then it just became about. I, I would make excuses, well, not really make excuses. I, I, I would kind of blindly justify the situations I found myself in. Well, we're all at the strip club because so-and-so wanted to go. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're on travel. Yeah, we went to Hooters. Everybody wanted to go to Hooters. <laughs> you know, and those are things that you just don't think about when you're young. I know. Because, unfortunately, you have to make those mistakes. Not maybe, not maybe those specifically because you know, hopefully you're not a stupid idiot like I am or I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are things now I would obviously never do mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily just because i'm with you now as i was with her i never felt guilty about those things because she had cut me off sexually and attention wise anyway mm-hmm. so getting attention from a stripper to strip club in yuma arizona was more attention over the week i would spend there than i'd gotten over the last year at home mm-hmm. you know uh, you know, having a, a waitress smile at you and, and touch your shoulder and flirt with you at Hooters was more flirting than I'd gotten from my partner in the last year. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't realize it at the time that that's why I was, you know, finding myself Seeking in those situations. Uh-huh. Um, I did have a recognition at one point in time where I was worried that if, because those, those are, for the most part, safe environments no nobody's gonna sleep with anybody you mm-hmm. know you're not gonna cheat on anybody with a hooters waitress now, has it happened yes you know but for the most part the women at the strip clubs aren't trying to sleep with Hook up some with some broke ass guy in the military <laughs> you know yeah because uh, we weren't there you know making it rain or anything like that <laughs> so the, there wasn't any of that that appealed so the the safe part about there would be no infidelity yeah, that that was really not even an option. That wasn't even a concern. But it did hit me when I did get. I, I had just a, a a random girl that happened to be at this conference I was at get very aggressive with me mm. and uh, cornered me in a bar in the bar at the hotel in Reno and was you know flirting with me and grabbing at me and getting very aggressive. And I was like, 
at that point, I was like, she wasn't, it's not like she was a 10. She wasn't super ugly, but it wasn't. I think initially my thought was, well, yeah, I'm not going to ruin my marriage for you. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me. Would I ruin my marriage for somebody better looking though? (laughs) And really, yeah. And then I was like, then that made me scared because I was like, maybe I would cheat because she's not having sex with me. She has nothing to do with me. I'm not getting any attention. If someone as good looking or better looking than my current wife came up to me and gave me that attention, I think I would probably cheat. Um, And so then that's when I was like, okay, I've got to avoid these situations just for the simple fact that I don't know if I'm going to be strong enough to turn that down. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a, that was kind of a, a realization that I came to. And I obviously never talked to my ex about that because mm-hmm. I didn't want her to, to worry about it. I was like, well, I'll take care of this on my own and just avoid the situations or, you know, get out of there if I see those things. And, you know, nothing, nothing like that really ever happened again. But there had been a couple of times uh, enough to where I was like, I just need to avoid these mm-hmm. type of situations because I think I'm strong enough to not be tempted, but... You know, if I've had a few drinks in me and it starts and I'm like, I start really thinking about how little she has to do with me, I could very well see myself cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, you know, that that was just kind of that self-recognition I had to have to do that. But, you know, going back to the point of being with the person you deserve, no matter the the sob story I paint about my last relationship, it's the same thing. I I got what I deserved that entire time because of stuff you said. I was willing to put up with it. I, you know, didn't do anything to change my own value. Mm-hmm. And that that's one of the things that people don't do. You can't deserve more if you aren't worth more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever you and I got together, I think that we we do our listeners and ourselves a disservice when we just say, well, we found the right person. Mm-hmm. We, we made financial, physical, and very specific changes of who we were as ourselves Mm -hmm. that we both benefited from. And so the stars aligned with that. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, one of the reasons we're such a high-functioning couple. But we became worth more um, together. I I get how we want to say it was because of us, but even that aside... We had to make very specific changes to who we were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did. You know, we 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 got better jobs. We we started making different priorities. We we made you know how we felt, how what our fitness level, what we put into our bodies, how we spent our time, who we spent our time with. We we made very deliberate decisions to make very positive changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that people don't do. And once again, it's not something. Uh, Women don't want to hear. Men, men can hear. I, I can tell a guy, dude, if you want a better looking girl, you got to get rid of that tubby ass fucking beer belly you got. Mm-hmm. He does. But I don't have to worry about other guys lying to him and telling him, mm-hmm. "Hey, listen, King, you're 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 handsome just the way God made you. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you're you're a ten, bro. Don't let anybody get you down, King. Mm-hmm. Like guys don't fucking play that bullshit with each other no, um, because yeah. it's not true. We don't live in a fantasy land." Men are very much have a better grasp of where they are 
on the scale of looks and and um, desirability. They have, if anything, they kind of tend to be harsher on themselves than obviously they need to be, or than they need to be, but obviously than women are on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, but I think that I can tell you know if a guy's like, yeah, I, I've got a, you know, I want to find a better girl. I'm gonna hit the gym. You know, what can I, what what do I need to do? How should I eat? How should I lift? Um, you know, what, how should I, you know, fix my hair? How should I fix my beard? How should I, you know, present myself? What kind of clothes should I wear? What, and, and they will seek out true self-improvement to fix their situation. Mm-hmm. Most women do not. You yeah. may have the girl that wants to get good looking for revenge. Mm-hmm. And if that's enough noti- no motivation to do it, have at it. Yeah. But a lot of women want to be accepted for the current state they're in, what they currently are bringing to the table in regards to looks, career, bitchiness, argumentative, kids in tow, drama. They just want to be accepted for what they currently have. Mm-hmm. And that's not acceptable to most men. I know. I think that a lot of women would probably be getting mad at what you said just a little bit ago. Um, about what? About... That they're not that women aren't hardened on themselves, oh, yeah. and I think that they 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 think that way because of because they do think that they are hard on themselves, and maybe they are hard on themselves on the inside, but they don't not hard enough. To they make don't a show yeah they don't show it on the outside if that makes sense like you know because I think that they. They try to act like they are so competent when really on the inside they're not. Mm-hmm. And they don't have true confidence. Right. And uh and they and I, I do think that they are hard on, on themselves, but yeah, not enough to to make a mm-hmm. an actual change to get true confidence. Yeah. <laughs> not enough to make a substantial long term change. Mm-hmm. They may have enough gas in the tank to make a little tweak, mm-hmm. and then they want to ride that Wait. for as long as they can, yeah. and it really was minimal. Uh-huh. Um, now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. We, we've seen some, some great transformations that mm-hmm. women have done, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not saying it's everybody, but typically, the world we're living in now, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. It you know, is. Women go above and beyond to great lengths to try to convince themselves and everybody else that they are perfectly desirable the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I mean, and, and if you would, I mean, it's so, it sounds probably mean and harsh, but I think that if you would truly, I get maybe not accept, <laughs> not accept mediocrity and not accept who you are and like actually change yourself. You would be so much happier. Mm-hmm. And well, it's like they don't do it out of spite, and yeah. they're just hurting themselves. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Okay. Yeah, but um, but like like you said, like it it was deliberate. Like we did have deliberate things that we changed in our lives that made us more have more value. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and, uh, and I think that, uh, what's funny about that is we didn't have to, no, we had already found each other. Uh We were perfectly okay 
the way we were with each other. Yeah. How we mm-hmm. looked, our financial status, our jobs, our debt, our income, our lifestyle. We were 100% accepting of that, of each other. Of each other. And but not of ourselves. Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah. And so we had every, we had all the, all the excuses that you hear people say that they want mm-hmm. of, well, my partner loves me just the way we are or just the way I am. We had that. Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. But that's not what we wanted for ourselves. No, no. And, and, Individually. And, and I think it's funny because like, you know, we, we say to not settle and stuff too in, in relationships, but I think that really, I think people need to not settle for themselves. Mm-hmm. Not settle for staying fat and and gross their entire life, or not st- not settle for the mediocre job that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, do better. Make have some growth in your life, mm-hmm. and you'll see that. And, and and I think that like what you can do is like. Focus on baby steps, little things that you can do to improve your life and um, just your life as a person first. Mm -hmm. And then as you, you know, you, you hit one small goal, then you, you make another goal. And that, I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. That's just how, how life should be, um, is continual, continuing to make these small goals and this progression mm-hmm. and then it ends up being major changes in yeah. your life yeah and, and by the time you've made those changes you've become so comfortable with what those changes are and what they're going to mean that that's how you sustain it mm-hmm. it's not a flash in the pan Mm-mm. and you see a lot of people that will make a a drastic change but it ends up being temporarily temporary once they get what they want, then they stop. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't ever a permanent change. It wasn't a lifestyle change. It wasn't anything like that. Mm-mm. You know, and so I. But I, I think that that people that that open themselves up to the complacency and vulnerability, and you know, the doormat type of attitude that you can see people have, and that was one of the things that I did my last relationship. Even beyond the, I was a dumbass kid who got married too young. I still allowed myself to become a doormat. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I I do fully recognize how low my value had to have been at certain points in that relationship that there were. And, and, and when, when you're, when you're in a rough relationship, it is hard to dig yourself out and hold yourself up. It is way easier to just kind of do what I did. And I did not do the right thing. I, I buried myself in the basement. I, I buried myself in 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 video games and movies in a dark corner, um, you know, by myself. Instead of, you know, grabbing a gym bag and a membership and and making healthy eating choices and and you know healthy lifestyle choices. It, it's it's very easy to just wallow in that. Even if you don't realize at the time, and I didn't realize it at the time myself that I was feeling sorry for myself. I think it was really just to what you said. I just had kind of settled and had this this odd kind of peaceful, almost comforting acceptance level that, well, this is my life. Mm-hmm. And then you start to 
kind of overvalue mediocre mediocrity and bad qualities. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like I made fun of the dumbass <laughs> post of the week for. Yeah, you, you just start to be like, well, you know, it, it life isn't that bad. I get to do what I want with this, and and you know, just, and you you start searching for that silver lining. Mm-hmm. And if you're always searching for that silver lining, that means that the bulk of the scenario is not going in your favor. Mm-hmm. I w- I don't know the last time I've had to look at something in our relationship and be like, well, the silver lining is there's no I silver know. lining. At least this. I don't re- I don't <laughs> rely on that. I don't have to anymore. Yeah. Because the bulk is better than any lining could ever be. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, and that's what I did with my son. Like, well, at least my at least I have my son. Mm-hmm. That was the silver lining. Yeah. And that that child should not bear the responsibility of why you're happy. No. You know. I know. And, and so I think that. Those are just mistakes that you make when you find yourself in these these awful, awful, lonely, self-pitying type of relationships. Um, but even that aside, one of the things that, that drives me nuts with this this type of you're with the person you deserve is, is that, that person that keeps making the same bad decision with each partner mm-hmm. or going back to the same piece of shit partner over and over and over and over again and expecting a different result mm-hmm. knowing damn well you don't want to be with this person mm-hmm. you're not happy with this person why do you keep choosing and then then it really becomes from my perspective it's a spiteful response well you get exactly what you deserve now oh yeah uh-huh shut the fuck up you're not allowed to complain anymore you have there is no reason you even need to be with this person. You have a lengthy list of red flags. You yourself are a walking, talking red flag. So no, I don't know why this person would even be in, interested in you to, in, to begin with. But you're a glutton for punishment at that point. Mm-hmm. Wise up. Yeah. And, and the people that do that, it goes back to what we just said. They are not making any positive changes in their life. Mm-mm. They think they are. They'll be like, oh, well, I'm... I'm going to focus on me. I enrolled in school. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, you need to understand that your partner isn't going to care about your education level. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if you're trying to do this for confidence, okay, but there's probably better ways to get confidence than trying <laughs> to do something like that. I would say hit the gym. Yeah. <laughs> And get healthy like that. That's like, that's the biggest confidence booster mm-hmm. ever. And then everything else falls into falls place, in place. Yeah. after that. So like, I don't know. I, I, I People people don't realize the power of being healthy mm-hmm. and what that can do for your life, period. Yeah. It's, it's so many, so many changes. Your, your perspective on keeping the bad things out of your system starts to transfer to everything else and you don't want to keep bad stuff in your life. Mm-hmm. And it literally changes your perspective where you just innately have a higher standard for all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that haven't gone through that, you can't understand or fathom what that's like. Mm-hmm. You have to go through it yourself to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will deny it and people will say, well, that's, you know, that's unhealthy, whatever they, they will, it goes back to what we said earlier. They'll take something that's actually the best decision and the best choice someone can make and put yourself up on a pedestal because you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I could be obsessed with looking good and going to the gym and staying in shape and eating healthy, but I'm not. Yeah. Like that's some kind Obviously of. Obviously you can't cause. Yeah. 
Because if you could, you would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was, I was trying to think of, um, like some other examples of, of people being with the, with the partner that they deserve. And, you know, I mean, there's people out there that will, that, that don't, that aren't, don't have real good connection with their partner mm-hmm. and they, they wonder why they don't have good connection with them but they do everything away from their partner they you know they go on guys night or girls night they spend weekends without their partner they they do everything without them and wonder why they're not connected well they don't even make their own relationship a priority yeah it's low down there mm-hmm. i mean that, and that's one of the things where i mean we i think we did an episode called uh, above everything else, your relationship, mm-hmm. and that is very literal. Yeah. Above everything, above your stupid fucking hobbies, mm-hmm. above your dumbass concerts, above your other family time, above hanging out with friends, your relationship should be above everything. Mm-hmm. Above your kids, mm-hmm. above your job, above everything. Above your parents. Yeah, and so people that aren't willing to make that the priority are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get disconnected and they're going to be like, well, I, you know, we just don't have enough time to do stuff ourselves. It's like we are leading separate lives. Yeah, you did that intentionally. Mm-hmm. You may not realize you did, but you did. By not making your relationship the number one priority over everything, that's exactly what happens. And it's exactly what you deserve because yeah. you put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. And people just don't realize it till it's too late mm-hmm. or they've gotten out of it and they look back and then they reflect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's why we talked about all those last couple of episodes about signs that you're disconnecting. Mm-hmm. All yeah. those things that you're doing, that's not prioritizing your relationship. No. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that that's where... And if your relationship isn't a priority, that's a hard fact you have to face and figure out what you need to do about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's not worth being a priority. I know. I know. And that's something you have to take a look at. Like, if if you, if you find yourself feeling sorry for yourself or you find yourself wondering, like, why is my relationship not as good as it could be? Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, the biggest thing that you can do is is take a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Start there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and see what you can do better. Mm-hmm. And don't blame anybody. Just look at you and and see, okay, am I am I bringing the best version of myself to this relationship? And if the answer is no, you need to start bringing the best version of yourself yeah and then if then if you find out that you know once you do bring the best version of yourself to the relationship okay there's still issues Mm -hmm. then what is it is it your partner yeah and and then the answer may be yeah it is so get the hell out then it's still your fault Mm -hmm. (laughs) for putting up with it right well and everybody 
Everybody, man, woman, I don't care who you are, you should be able to look at yourself in the mirror and have a private conversation. Don't ask anybody else. Don't discuss with anybody else. Don't get anybody else's feedback because if you're a girl and you ask a girl, she's going to lie. If you're a girl and you ask your man, he's going to lie. If you're a guy, go and ask your guy friends. They probably won't lie. But other than that, they're going to lie to you. But you should be able to look at yourself and come up with a list of three to five things you know you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you could change about your life to make you a better individual, mm-hmm. to make you more desirable, to make you more confident, to make you more driven, to make you more organized, whatever it is, you should easily come up with three to five things. Mm-hmm. If you're having trouble figuring those are out, send me a bio of yourself and a picture and I'll fucking tell you. Yeah, well, and <laughs> I was going to say... Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be freaking honest. That's the problem that I think that so many women have is is they aren't honest with themselves. And if you were just honest with yourself, you and your friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Well, it's the same thing that you see every time. You've talked about it on here before when a woman loses 50 pounds and they share the result. And so many stupid women are like, you looked beautiful before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Like, shut the fuck up. No, no I didn't. That's why I lost the weight. Yeah. I look way better now. Yeah. So shut up. Just because mm-hmm. you don't want to change how you look, don't try to take that out on me. Yeah. I know I look better now. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. You know? It's okay to feel good about <laughs> about yeah. myself. No guy will ever go to another dude with spaghetti noodle arms and be like, damn, bro, what's going on with these muscles? You looking good. <laughs> No, you have to hit the gym. You have to earn that compliment. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, but I think that everybody should be able to look at themselves and come up easily with three to five things that they, that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you can change, improve upon, or implement that's going to make you a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A better catch, all those things, like I said. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, it, once you, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then when people do this, this is why you see them level up. Uh-huh. This is how you see them get that better partner. Yes. And I don't mean that shitty partner that we've all made fun of that's like, oh, well, at least he makes her happy because he treats her a little better than the last moron. Oh no. It's a significant level up. You were dating some dude that was a cashier or a bagger at a grocery store. Now you're dating somebody that's a, you know, climbing the corporate ladder VP mm-hmm. and all this stuff. When you actually look at yourself and you make those changes, that's when you have a true level up experience Mm -hmm. and you just have to be willing to do what it takes to make that happen Mm -hmm. otherwise you're staying in the same market like i talked about at the beginning Mm -hmm. and you're not going to attract that that type of stuff but that's why you see these girls or these guys that go through that they get out of a relationship and then you're like geez have you met have you met tim's new girlfriend my gosh we all knew the last one she is Head and shoulders above the last one. Mm-hmm. She's prettier. She's smarter. She's funnier. Look how happy he is with her. Mm-hmm. Total life-changing experience. Yeah. Um, and that's what you want. If you aren't there with your current partner, that's a pretty big red flag. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. And, and and the same thing. It works once again. Guy, girl, it doesn't matter. You you put that work in. You do that effort to bring the best version of yourself in there. You. You know, make those changes to where you have increased your market value. It will pay off. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. Because you, you will start to, you will start to not settle. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You will have a true reflection of your true self-worth. You will truly understand your own market value at that point. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to get attention, you will understand what you're really worth and the type of guy that will be interested in you. And then you're allowed to not settle for anything less. For everything in your life. But you life. don't have to, have to say it to yourself because you just naturally won't. Yeah, yeah. For everything in your, every yeah. aspect of your life, you will you will feel this way. And it's such a good feeling. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, you know, because people... There, there's people that talk about, you know, uh, you know, the toxicity and everything. I don't want to deal with toxic people and this and that. And you find out that they're probably more toxic than the people that they're mm-hmm. talking about. But like, this is like true shit that really does happen. Mm-hmm. It is real. It's it's real. If you if you level up and better yourself, you're gonna get everything in life that you deserve. Mm-hmm including that partner that you deserve. And if you don't, you're going to get everything you deserve and the partner you deserve. You deserve, period. Both, either way. Mm-hmm. Either way. So you it's up to you. what you deserve. Yeah. It is up to you what you want. If you want a good life or a bad life, that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. You you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I don't have anything else to add. Awesome. Well, thank you all, as always, for listening uh, or or watching. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.